Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Emerging Nine Golf Podcast. I am Mike Maroney. The boys are all here. McLean, Jay, Tom. What's happening, guys? Hello, my friend. We uh, It is a beautiful day. Um, <laughs> Jay and I will address State Open here in a second, but a little uh, programming note, I guess, for the listeners. We're After we do this show, we're actually going to record an interview with a special guest that we will actually put out next week. We are recording this current podcast a day late because I come scheduling things. So we appreciate you uh, hanging in there, but we will be actually taking a week off next week. But the interview we do tonight will go out next week. So you still have some content to listen to uh, our beautiful voices, but really a much cooler voice will be on the other side of our, uh, of our interview for next week. So keep an eye out for that. Jay and I will be in Bandon Dunes, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So we're going to take the week off. I'm not bringing my microphone out there editing a podcast with the knuckleheads we're going with. So um, what's are we doing a what's everyone drinking segment? Because I know what two of you are drinking and I'm on the same boat. Yeah, it's pretty light. I mean, I've got a Corona. Okay. We got two Coronas, right? McLean, you on Corona? Corona light. Tom? Uh, Water. Bullet. bullet. Is it Bullet? After the story, after the story you just told us, okay. And <laughs> I'm I'm properly hydrated now. Then. Tom okay. just told us a story of him basically passing out, vomiting from a heat stroke last week, and was scolding us on to drink more water. <laughs> he's got, he's got bullets, stuff. and now he's drinking a, bullet. Yeah, I mean, I've drank a lot of water. They go hand in hand. Yeah. So to our listeners out there, um, drink lots of water. And when you think you've had enough, drink more. <laughs> and then have a bullet. Because if you don't, you'll end up like me, who was kind of horizontal, you know, on on, on the golf course. So um, first time it's ever s- happened to me, you know, I, I've grown up in this heat. All, all, all of us have. But, um, you know, I'm a little older and fatter and I would like to say wiser, but apparently not. So uh, I wanted to see <laughs> you in that IV bar with a bunch of drunk college kids getting their IV so they can just go and start pounding more. Okay, Years so again. That, so I go in there and I'm, you need medical attention. I'm definitely afraid of needles. Like I would rather fight a grizzly bear than get a, a needle. So I got that's that's like you know, I told the the nurse that thinking she would, you know, take some sympathy and no, she thought that was funny. So then she kind of played off of that. But uh no, it's it's like literally I like, like this house. girl. I'm sitting in this, it looks like a living room. I'm on this recliner. Got my IV and watching the uh, British Open. I was like, this is a pretty good spot to be. So, you know, IV bars, the real deal, y'all. Check them out. You got to open one of those. Yeah. So I am I am drinking um, a little Devil's Backbone Juicy Magic IPA for tonight. So nothing, nothing too crazy. No bourbon tonight. But all right. So before we get to the real open, I guess Jay and I will, will address our state open uh, appearances. Yeah. Perf- performances, yeah. however you want to uh, phrase it. Participation. I'll I'll go first. Um, Let's do. Should you guys? Should you grade your like different parts of your game? So like, you know, Mikey, <laughs> oh, like, oh, we don't have that driving, much time. Dri- okay, you know, just give me a grade. Like, you don't have to go into detail. But just, um, how'd you drive it? How'd you? I, I drove the ball great, actually. I I hit I think probably seventy five percent of my fairways, if not more. Maybe only one drive cost me, so I hit my driver great as usual. I putted average. I chipped average. I hit my irons like a 15 handicap. 
<laughs> I think I hit 50% of my greens. Ugh. Um, and, and that's what killed me. I, uh, I MC hammered for all those people out there. Miscut trunk slam. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. I, uh, I was, oh, I forget what T box I was on 17 T box and a couple of the VSGA officials, Matt Smiley and Josh Coates are like, Hey, how you doing? I'm like, boys, I need to stick to podcasting and I'm only average at that. So <laughs> it was, uh, I had, I had a great time. Golf course was in great shape. It is fun to compete and get mm. the juices flowing. You know, I only play in probably, you know, uh, a handful, small handful of events a year, only a couple of them being, you know, multi-day events, but had my boy, Andy Lawrence, a long time caddy from the foundry with me. He did a phenomenal job. Didn't cost me a shot. I probably should have listened to him a couple of times more than I did. And it probably cost me not listening to him on a couple of occasions, but you know, I had the, uh, here's a great story. So Saturday afternoon or, or late Saturday morning, I teed off early the Lindy and, and my two beautiful daughters, Isabella and Amelia come out to watch me, catch me making the turn. And I actually hung out for the entire uh, second nine, back nine. It was my, I was playing the front nine. Wow. That's I come to find, I come to find out after that my three-year-old had an accident and peed herself on the cart path on number eight. <laughs> That's real life. I, I would probably done the same thing because she just watched me make a double bogey on seven. So she was probably very <laughs> upset for me. Was, I think that's why. <laughs> so that was really the highlight of my state open right there was my daughter r- walking around Independence Golf Course Commando after my wife had to uh, pull her underwear off. She was wearing a dress, thankfully. <laughs> just went running down her leg. Hey. Things, yeah. things they do for, for daddy. You, you know? know what? I mean, they think they hated the entire thing. They pretty much complained it was hot and they had to walk yeah. too much. Um, but, you know, character building. They, they for them and for me. Stuff. I know. We, I had both of my boys out there watching. And I hit par five. I hit, I had like 225 in. I hit a pull hook three iron and went like 40 yards over the green. And I'm, you know, right in the middle of the fairway. And I was like, oh. You know, thinking you had a good opportunity to get up, you know, make, make a birdie and a blast and one long left. And I pull up and my youngest son and he kind of talks with like a deep voice. He's like, dad, he's like, you hit that one way too far. What were you, what were you thinking? I was like, yeah, son, sometimes you just don't have control over this golf ball. Like you'd like, oh, I mean, if you don't want, if you don't so want simple. the truth, don't ask Maddox. Okay. Yeah. He, Maddox is going to lay it out there for you. What, you know, whether yeah. you want to hear it or not. Yeah, that was not good. You hit that way too hard. <laughs> yep, I you're did. Right. I, you know, it, with with the kids there, you know, actually it was the first time I've ever played golf in front of my my two girls. And uh, on the seventh hole, it was my sixteenth hole on Saturday. Just came off of making a birdie, and I'm like, okay, here we go. I kind of had an idea what the cut number was coming in, and I was like, I need one or two more on these last three holes. I hit it long on seven, which was absolutely dead and that was a, a hole that i should have listened to my caddy and i took a different club that he told me to hit anyways i ended up making a double and i had to refrain i was like yelling so i just walked off luckily the eighth tee box was, wasn't even close to where they were i walked through the mulch through the pine straw through the trees just like yelling into my towel like as loud as i could so my girls wouldn't hear all kind of obscenities because i knew that was the end of my state open right there <laughs> Of course, they've never heard any of those from you, right? Um, no, they definitely have. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely have. But so that's that's my story. It was fun to compete. Uh, kudos to the MAPGA. 
John Gould, Bob Hines, kudos to the VSGA, Matt Smiley, Josh Coach, all their staff. Um, Independence Golf Club, Dan Taylor, superintendent, did a great job. It was fun. Uh, Robert Wren on CBS. It was cool to kind of watch some of the coverage. So yeah. I had a good time. And, and thank you guys uh, to all those guys for um, putting on a great show for us and to the, you know, all the great members of the Foundry Golf Club that asked me on Sunday what the hell I was doing there. Um, I was really sick of telling that story of why I was there Sunday morning opening the shop, but I was there. So anyways, Jay, how was your open? It was good. It was good. Second tournament of the year. Um, second tournament after all this shoulder mess, which I know we've already talked about, but um, it was all right. And I was grading my performance was probably like a C-ish, um, but good enough to make the cut. I finished, uh, I think, a ninth pro. So get to come back next year. I think 30 something overall. So not, I mean, not a terrible week. Made a little bit of cash. Knocked off some rust. Um, but I was telling you guys earlier that like I, the greens were fast. So they were like 13, anywhere from 13 at some, at some points to close to 14, um, during the week. And I just hadn't put it on greens that fast in a while. And I just couldn't, I just couldn't free it up to where I could like really roll those putts. And you have to have that, your stroke has to be dialed in to where you can really still free it up and roll the ball well and not feel like you're just like lagging it i felt like i was putting like sergio like you know how sergio putts and it's like he doesn't three putt per se but every putt looks like he's just getting to the hole and doesn't look like right? he can really ever make it you know and that's how i felt like i was putting i felt i was just lagging like even short putts like i was just like oh let's just lag this thing up here and not run it by six feet um which wasn't hard to do if you took if you took a if you took a second off and you weren't focused like completely and you just, you know, say you forgot where you were for a second, you just hit one just a little hard. It wasn't like it goes by like two feet. It was like, you could have an eight, nine, 10 footer coming back. That's what I did day too. Lightning. <laughs> yeah. It was the Bermuda, you know, champion Bermuda greens and they were uh down green. They were easily 14, 15, some spots. If you're putting down green, it was like just tapping it, but. All in all, it was a fun, fun week. Played with some good guys and uh, played with Jordan Utley, a buddy of ours. Mike, uh, you know, knows Jordan. And uh, played John O'Leary. John O'Leary. Is, <clears throat> yeah. John O'Leary is uh, the director of instruction at Trump uh, in uh, D.C., Trump National. Is, this, is it officially called Trump National in D.C.? Or is it? Is they're it, all called, all they're called all Trump, Trump National, Trump. and then they just kind of put the city the or city. Um, But he's played in three PGAs, and he had a bunch of, funny stories about him playing with with Donald Trump so that was kind of funny to hear as you can imagine there was uh plenty of good stories with those yeah but. John's a stud he's played in a handful of like you said PGAs I think he's now technically a senior so I think he's might have played in a couple of senior PGAs yeah but I'll, I'll take the one thing I'll take away from the state open is there's a lot of good young kids out there yeah tons yeah. you know good amateurs, um, yeah. a lot of really good amateurs and anyways fun event um I felt like an old man now at that event compared to when I used to play in it. But yeah, you're the vet. You're the vet. vet. Yeah. A vet at missing cuts. <laughs> all right. So enough about our shitty golf. I'm just trying to peak for next week. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to peak for next week. That was just the next ring to climb up was get through the state open. The, the real competition starts next week. But let's get to some real golf in a real ball striker who's Iron play is not like a 15 handicap like mine. We're talking about the best iron player in the world, Mr. Colin Morikawa. 
wins the Open Championship. Don't call it the British Open, although he said that in his uh, acceptance speech afterwards. I thought they were going to hang him. It's the <laughs> Open Championship. Uh, hopefully, you guys watched it. You know, I, I've been picking calling a lot this year, and of course, I don't when he wins. But he is now skyrocketing up, is building quite a resume in what two and a half years, three years now. Not even three years. It's pretty much two years on, on tour. Came out in about July of 2019. So yeah, two years. Second major in less than a year. Beats Louis, beats Spieth in just what I thought was just a clinical master class ball striking performance. He what he went 30 something holes on the weekend without making a bogey in a major. You know, again, we didn't we didn't get British Open, sorry, open championship weather like we normally do. Wind was pretty tame. The course was pretty green for over there. So it wasn't the same fire in the uh, in the greens and the fairways as we're used to seeing over there. They had a bunch of rain, I guess, uh, leading up into it. So, guys, what, were your, what was your take on Colin? He is one of my favorite guys up there. It was nice that I didn't really care who won. I love Colin. We obviously know I love Jordan Spieth and his breastfeeding. And I love Louis Ustazen <laughs> in that sweet swing. So I was – it was just – and I had like all my pools sucked. All my gambling was over and done with. I had nothing to really root for. So I just sat just back and then just enjoy it. It was actually kind of great in all honesty. Yeah. I wasn't staring at my phone and trying to figure out my bets and my pools. And <laughs> you know, all that shit was done. That was like when I missed the cut to stay open. It was done. I don't have to worry about it anymore. And I can just sit back and watch. But uh, Morikawa, he just handles himself with class. And his golf game is, is full of class. So what were your takes? McLean, we'll go with you first. Well, Let's just go real quick. I mean, what he did at the Open Championship is incredible. But real quick, looking back at what he's done since he's been on tour, I saw a statistic this week that, quite frankly, kind of blew my mind. I mean, it shows how dom not necessarily dominant. Maybe that's not the right word, but how incredibly successful he's been in a short period of time. The guy has played 51 total events on the PGA Tour. He has 18 top 10s in those 51 events. He has five career wins, two of them being majors, and has won $14 million over 51 events. That's oh, shit. That's, is that for real? That is yeah, for real. That's for real. I saw those same stats. Yeah, made all that for real. I'm reading this directly. You guys know I like to get my, my info somewhere. He loves so reading this stats directly PGATour.com uh, website. Yeah, so 51 events, $13.956 million in earnings, 18 top 10 finishing finishes, five wins, two of those being the Open Championship and the PGA. I mean, the start to that career is very tough to... Both of which up, he had never played in before. Both of which he's never played in before, which is another record. Um, it's incredible what the kid's doing. Uh, you know, we've talked about this a lot, especially when we get into our drafting picks at certain venues complete players Colin Morikawa is the most complete player on earth right this second he has the putter rolling with a little bit of confidence right now so if he can maintain that his ball striking I don't think is going to waver his move is so natural it is something that is probably as close to technically correct that you would see out there on tour right now I mean aesthetically his swing is incredibly pleasing and I don't see him slowing down anytime soon and let me jump in real fast before you guys get in Jay and Tom he was pouring putts in like they were dead center they weren't catching edges they weren't like limping over the edge or hitting the back like lucky hit the hole kind of stuff they were like dead center perfect pace on all Which these putts now granted slower 
slower. He does struggle with his putting. That's but slower green speed is going to help a guy like that that does struggle. He can kind of hit it, be a little aggressive. But they were dead center. He made a couple of big par putts. Obviously, a bunch of birdies. Um, that I was like, oh shit, this guy's going to win because if he's making these putts, there's no one going to beat him. Jay, you go because I, I I'm going to be the I'm going to be the asshole here. So go ahead, Jay. Yeah, I mean, I can. I don't think we need to uh, be a dead horse here. I mean, you, you're all right. I mean, the guy's playing, playing incredible golf. He's, again, we always talk about it, you know, you can ball strike the, the hell out of everybody out there. If you can, if you can find the center of the face with your irons and, and obviously your driver, then you're going to, you're going to win. And the, the margins for putting is just, it's just so tight out there. You know, and, and he says he struggles with his putting. I mean, it's all relative. I mean, it's relative to the other guys he plays with on tour. If, if he were to stand next to any top amateur and putt next to him, he would look like the best putter on the planet. So, you know, again, correct, yeah. he can be whatever he is in strokes gain on the on the putting green, and, and it's only like a half a stroke difference between, you know, a guy who's 50th. But again, where he where he gains all these strokes are tee to green, and that's where he, he can separate himself. So, which he's doing it. I mean, it's just the, you know, the skill is there, but the composure at such a young age to be able to do that. And then, uh, again, I thought the coolest stat was to be able to win, uh, your, your initial or your first time ever playing in a major. He's done that twice with the PGA and the open championship. I mean, that's only, only other person who's done that. I think they said was tiger and Jack. So that's pretty incredible. Well, especially the, uh, you know, Link's style, even though it wasn't as firm or as windy as usual, that's not, I mean, you can say, yeah, Harding Park's Harding Park, right, when he won the PGA, but, mm-hmm. you know, the Open's different. It's a different kind of golf over there. Yeah. Wasn't so, this week, though? See, see, that's all right. You're so right. I, it wasn't It, it wasn't this it week. It's a stud. I'm going to give him everything. But, like, he's very one-dimensional. Like, let's see it blow 30. and let I, Like, can he hit a low trap hook? No. He's got one shot. And I'm not knocking him. Like, he's a stud. Don't get me wrong. But if if the if the weather was not what it was this week, He's not a factor, and I, I will stand behind that. Like, uh, I disagree with you there. He is 100 man. He he can hit one shot. He has that. He has that cut. He cannot hit it. He cannot move it right to left. Correct. I'll give you. He can't move right to left. He does hit some low balls. He doesn't. He doesn't hit a high ball to begin with. But he, he put, never it, misses the center of the club face. One of the no, biggest no, things right. you need in playing in wind is okay. hit it in the fucking center of the club face, and he does that. But you got to hit shots too. I'm talking like if nice. it gets if it gets like I don't want to take anything away, and that, that makes me sound like a, an asshole. But um, that's a, that's I just exactly think how he's you very described yourself. That's fine, but I, I think he's very one dimensional. I think he can like when when the conditions are, are fit. You know what works for his game. He's gonna nobody can beat him. But you put him in a different s- scenario or a different setting with uh, some different wind, different golf course. I think it's gonna be a different ball game, and and I'd love to see him prove me wrong. But, um, you know, I'm not trying to take anything away from it. it was he put on a clinic? The best player won. Um, you know, we I, I think there's a lot of people out there that were pulling for Louis. You know, me including. Um, but he just didn't have it, and and I don't. You know, you weren't pulling for Spieth. No, you know, look, when, when he gets it going, fine. Spieth's good for golf. If, yeah, boy no, I know. I'm just giving you a hard time. I know, but um. No, I thought it was great for Colin. I just think it's very interesting. I, I like if 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 things if the conditions were different on Sunday, I think it would have been a different result. I mean, there's some interesting stats. So Justin Ray Golf on Twitter is um, I don't even know who he works for, but he puts out these awesome stats all the time. 
So he went, Colin went bogey free on Sunday. He went bogey free on Sunday at the PGA. The here's since 2000 bogey free final rounds of 66 or lower in major champions, major championships, 2012, Rory McIlroy, 2020, Colin Morikawa, 2021, Colin Morikawa. Like think about that, that, that guess for, for a major, when you go into Sunday of a major, if you're, in, if you're within a shadow lead, let's say even within two or three of the lead, like one of your goals is like, let's go bogey free. Let's not make a bogey. Let's let everybody, you know, but that's impossible. That's really hard to do. And this son of a bitch has done it twice. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, yeah. that's crazy. Cause that doesn't even factor in people in the lead. I mean, someone who could be in DFL could go out and shoot a bogey free 66. So this stat exactly. covers everyone. Um, but it's only but, happened three times and he's done it twice. The ones, you know, again, we can, we, I just want to point this out, Tom, you're talking about Louie and as sweet as his swing is, there's the, there's the difference under the gun, you know, Here's the guy who's you took you took the number one player strokes gain putting against the number one player strokes gain approach, approach. and uh, yeah I don't think he's he is he strokes gain tee to green he's number one who wins you know under the under the pressure do you rely on the guy who's the best putter or do you rely on the guy who's the best ball striker I mean and it just <laughs> that's I mean what else do we need to say I mean we keep talking about the, it so you're saying like and that's the Colin <clears throat> I mean is he He's a he's a great putter when it matters in like in these moments like he he's he's as good as there is. Uh, it's just fascinating, and I, yeah. I love his demeanor. I, I mean, he's, he's calm, he's, he's cold, collected. He's got the total package. There's no he's question. He's one. Louis is. Uh, I mean, Louis number one strokes gain uh, on the greens, but he's also um, still. I mean, he's still pretty high up there, tee to green. He's. I think what is his ranking? So. Uh, T to green, he's 34th. So it's not like he's terrible, but off the tee, he's close to 100 and approach to the green, he's right at 50th. So, you know, again, I think that's that's the difference there. You know, you take a guy who is just so dominant T degree and and uh, Colin is 170th strokes gain on the on the greens. 170th. Wow. Um, which is which is crazy. He's won but again, $14 million. He's won $14 million. Um, <laughs> Does that mean those stats are bullshit? No. no, I no. think it shows how well he strikes the golf ball. Yeah. And I think he's he is absolutely mm-hmm. making a case for himself as the as a very streaky putter. You know, when when he's putting well, the guy's gonna be very difficult to be beat or to be beaten. Uh hey, when he doesn't putt well, he's a top ten and he's making a big check. Like the guys he's hitting it yeah. so well. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. Yeah. I think that's exactly right. How about your boy Jordan Speeth, though? Good gracious. All right. So you want uh, hey, real fast. I want to ask a question. And I heard this somewhere else. And it, it is not original um, question because this happens a lot with the young guys. This question pops up in the media. All right. So he's got two over under five majors. Colin? Colin Morkow. Man. <laughs> he's got two at 24. The way it's looking, I'd say over. Sander. <clears throat> Wait, look, I, I think with as good of a ball striker as is as he is, and and Tom, your dad alluded to this on the uh, the Ghost Podcast, but he uh, we're officially calling it the Ghost Podcast now. <laughs> and I forgot who it was, Jay. But oh, you, you had Elliot Wilson ask me about yeah. that the other day. You planted <laughs> yeah. some information with him. Yeah, but your dad brought it up when we talked to him that night uh, before the Masters earlier this year. 
And he said, this golf course is built for somebody who the, the winner is going to be somebody who's a great ball striker, tee degree, and they drive the ball and play and they have good control over their irons. It's not about being a great putter. It's about placing the ball in the right quadrant of these greens, getting below the hole. So as good as he is, I just don't see how he doesn't win a master's. And then as good as he is, T to green, I don't see how he doesn't win the U.S. Open. I think he wins yeah. a career grand, grand slam, which would be crazy. But <clears throat> I, I like I, I seriously want to find a sports book that has that bet and I want to take it. Yeah, I'll take it. And here, here we are with Rory McIlroy, who's got well, that, that's the other thing. So five, when, how old was four Rory? Or five? He, he's got four and has won seven two, years. Yeah, it's been 2014. So what how old was he? He was what, 25, 26 when he won that? Yeah. Maybe even younger than that. Um, so it's not like we're saying, oh, yeah, well, Colin's only 24. He's got two. Sure, he's going to get over that. Well, we thought Rory was going to get over four by now. Yeah. Golf's too, right? hard, so it is hard. Yeah. I mean, you got to ride the wave while you got it. Yeah. Uh, and and no one is guaranteed a long ride. Yeah. You're Very right. philosophical over there, Mac Daddy. <laughs> so here's here's a nerd stat for you on Colin real fast and then we'll, we'll get to some of the other uh the other boys up there. Morikawa has gained a full stroke or more in his approach shots in 63.5% of his rounds on the PGA Tour. Gosh. The next closest is Paul Casey at 54% of his rounds. So I mean that just shows how just how far ahead of these guys he is um with his iron play. And he drives it pretty straight. I mean, if you look at Jay, you might have it in front of you. What's what's Morikawa's strokes gain driving, right? Because he's not the longest guy. Uh, it is his iron play is is absolutely the, something. He's thirty first strokes gained off the tee. He, he gains point three eight two strokes. I mean, that's pretty good because that stat is kind of heavily good. favored to the bombers, right? So yeah. that means he is hitting it in the fairway a lot, right? In order to get up there, if you're not going to hit it long. Look, yeah. he's not a bomber, but he is still mid-170 ball speed, which is not slow by any stretch of the imagination. So, no, he's not a bomber by tour standards, but he has plenty of distance <clears throat> to make up for uh, or to combine, be combined with his incredible iron play. Quite frankly, his speeds are somewhat similar with Justin Thomas, and they both have very similar games as far as being complete players and great iron players. Also, fairly straight drivers of the ball that generate a similar amount of speed. I mean, JT can get up to that 179 number. I don't know if Colin can get quite up to 180, but still, it's it's not like he is Zach Johnson. Yeah, I hear you. He had some shots. Like the most impressive things for me this week are what 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 I love about the British Open is you know, and and your given week on tour, your regular week on tour, you know, Colin Morikawa is going to hit. Um, the longest iron he's going to get hit into a par four is going to be a six iron, probably. Right? Let's be honest. Like they don't, yeah. if that the most, maybe a seven iron. Um, but the British, you know, things change a little bit. So he had some, you know, five irons. Uh, but he just it didn't matter. It he hit him like it was like a wedge, you know, just the precision. So it was it was really his ball striking is. Um, I don't think we've seen anything like it in a while. And I mean, what do you? Like what do y'all think? I, I think I think that his is it's kind of old school. It's almost a throwback. It's it's consistent. It's crisp. He can he knows what his ball is doing. Um, he's not throwing. I mean, he's hitting it up in the air, obviously, but you know it, he he knows kind of the 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 trage, as Tiger says. Uh, so, well, Tom, 
Tom, you tell me your thoughts on this, especially when you talk about old school. What reminds me of old school in his golf swing is the fluidity. Yeah, totally. Uh, his yeah. tempo is incredible, <clears throat> and he has total control over his golf club. 100%. Which here, I got a, I got another stat here for you too. It's the same, kind of on the Bring same it. lines, but Bring it. so Louis number one in strokes gained, right? He is and putting. He's he gains one point zero six two strokes on the field. Uh, and Colin is one seventieth at minus, you know, point three strokes. So that's one point three strokes difference between number one and one seventy. Colin Morikawa strokes gain tee to green is number one on tour at two point zero four strokes gain against the field. One seventieth is Mister Zinjun Zhang. And he had great a, job there, Jeff. I totally, totally butchered that. We're gonna but, take you that you got that. Yeah, I think you nailed that. We're gonna go with that. But he is minus just just shy of minus five, half a stroke. So he is basically one between one and one seventy is two and a half strokes, and strokes in tee to green putting is only one point three strokes. So it's double the strokes gained being a great ball striker. So you can make up so much ground, um, and that's obviously what he does. He's always in the mix. You know, all the guys in the top 10 in strokes gain. I mean, you go down the list of these guys and it's everyone in the top 10. Yeah, you don't you don't have to worry about being a great lag putter if you never hit it outside, you know, 25 feet. Exactly. I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, you go down the list of these guys, Colin Moore, Cal one, John Rom, Brooks Kepka, Patrick, Patrick Cantley, Justin Thomas, Keegan Bradley, Paul Casey, Bryson, Victor, Tony Finau. Those are the guys. I mean, those all are household names and strokes gain to the green. And you go down the putting stats, and then you're gonna not see. You're gonna see some guys that you probably haven't haven't seen in a while, or you don't even know who they are. Um, which is which is kind of crazy. Um, who is number one? Louis number one. Brendan Todd, JT Poston, uh, Christian. Uh, I don't even know how to say that guy's name. Bazaden Hoot. Bazaden Hoot. Kokrak, Ian Poulter, the Bullfrogs are number five. Zach Johnson, Patrick Reed, Chesson Hadley, Rian Gibson. I mean, there are some names in there that you recognize, but there's four or five that a lot of people. They're not. They're not household names. Yeah, they're not. They're not top ten guys in the world. Um, it's just crazy. I mean, I, I think it's getting to the point where everybody knows this. It's just when you start seeing the numbers and you start seeing the actual. They, they're starting to be able to quantify it with the strokes gained, so you can see how much how much an advantage they really have. Well, another thing that's, that's worth mentioning about Colin is his his pedigree and his coach and their kind of work, you know, ethic and their routine, like. They're not near as, <clears throat> excuse me. They're not near as um, as uh, technical and stuff as some might think, right? Yeah. You know, they don't play around with a lot of the numbers and stuff, uh, Jake. Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. That's. I think I, I love that. I think when you get too wrapped into positions and where the club needs to be, and like you you mentioned that too, Mac, you said the fluidity of his golf swing, and it's just so fluid. You know, he's just able to make such an athletic and um, dynamic is such a good word. It's like, it's just, it's always moving. There's not like any parts or positions. It's not stagnant. It's just like, man, that's just like, he makes this silky smooth swing, and it's like, you know the ball's going where he's aiming. Just the way that beautiful, man. It's fun to watch, you know? It's very yeah. fun to watch. I mean, you look at it, you take him, right? You take Colin versus you know Bryson, DCM, you know DCM shithead, and like <laughs> talk about two opposites, right? Colin looks like a work of art. And yeah. Anyway, but go ahead, Matt. No, I was just saying he's one of those great examples of taking advantage of his size, and as, as a smaller guy, he's able to maximize 
his yardage per uh, pound ratio as good as anyone out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, all right, let's. Where do we want to go? We want to go Louis, or do we want to go Jordan? How, well, how about Bryson? And we're comp- going to get to Bryson. We're oh. going to get to Bryson. Let's I talk about guys that actually played well first. Let's yeah. go Louis. Let's talk, right. what the, what the, what's up with Louis? What the hell with Louis? Like, guys, he's not going to win another one. He's done. No, he's not. He's not. And how many times is like? It's just. It's so. It's heartbreaking. I don't he know. Hit, he doesn't hit it good enough. Is I don't know. I I no. think he's. I think you're right. I think he breaks. He doesn't hit it good good enough at the right times. Yeah. If he does I mean. it again, it's going to be a problem with everyone's going to say he has trouble closing because see the right robot, now, the range rat robot again, or it's over. Well, I think the story on Louie is he doesn't actually practice that much. Well, that maybe that's his. I don't. I, think. I do like him though. I, have you seen these videos of him doing the uh, when he's on the on the net jets or whatever, yes. and he's singing, lip singing these songs. I yeah. think it's hilarious. The guy he's, hilarious. Really, he's got way more personality than you think. Yeah. I love that. I think it's cool. No, I mean, I love Louis. He's, he's got one of my favorite golf swings out there. It's just pure. It's rhythmical, but he's just having a hard time getting it done. And let, let's be honest. I mean, he's 38 now. And this is going to scar start leaving a lot of scar tissue with him. And he plays it off well. He jokes about it on social media when it's done. But I don't know if that's just covering up, you know, the the facade to show that hey, it's not bothering me. But and I love the guy. I love his swing. But we uh, we talk about guys on this podcast all the time, you know, that just don't get it done and have a ton of game. And, and he's that guy. I mean, it's it's almost a joke now. It's like okay, well, what, it's not a surprise. Yeah, he's going to finish top five yeah. in a major, and but he's not going to win. The guy that jokes himself, the guy that makes light of it after the fact, finds himself in the same position quite often. Um, and I, you know, well, that was very philosophical, wasn't? It? No, but like, man, very deep. Really like, it, 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 think about it. Like the guys that the guys that the, the true killers, like they don't, you know, they don't joke about it. They don't, you know. Yeah, they you know, can hey, be very real. Yeah, it's it's. it's hey, I play like, I'm not I'm saying not, that's I'm right, wrong, or different, but. Um, my thing with Louie is like his golf swing is fundamentally sound, but there's a lot of flip and release at the bottom. Yeah. Um, yeah, there is. And that's just hard to, you know, on Sunday of a major, especially the, you know, the British, that's like, it's hard. Like think about the guys that, you know, Colin hang on, right. He's holding the angle. Um, Trevino. Just, holds just the rotate. Tiger. I mean, there's, yeah, you just kind of hold on and rotate. If you've if you're relying on this, um, God, Rory's, a perfect, Rory's a perfect example. That's why we see Rory at his best when he's timing it. You know, he wins by six, and then he can't make a cut because there's yeah. so much flick in the, at the bottom. So, yeah. I don't know. But I, would, I, I, I love him. I love Louie, but, you know. Wouldn't you love to swing, like, be able to – I don't think my body can move the way Colin Markow's body moves. I mean, he looks like – I mean, the way his body thing. turns and rips through the ball and a lot of side bend, like, if I did that right now – He's got a out. ton of rotation. If you yeah. freeze frame him at, at impact, I mean, it's it's almost like you know, a guy that we loved who's old, but Jim Furyk, who he has to have a shit ton of rotation to hit the golf ball the way he swings it with his yeah. arms. Morikawa's almost got as much you know hip rotation at impact as as Furyk, who probably has the most of anyone out there. Yeah, he is completely sideways, uh, but it's, yeah. it's it's cool to watch. I mean, and Lee Trevino it does remind me. You're right, kind of the way that. The, the way that Lee would set it at the top and then turn through and just, he just hit laser beams, little squeeze cuts everywhere. Like if you're nervous, you're under the gun, whether, you know, 
Like what, what's, what's an easier shot at like hold one off or flip at it. Yeah. Come on. You know, yeah. and yeah. Um, it, there's no, right. yeah, there's, it, it's, it's, it's no, you know, coincidence that the greats kind of through impact were the same. Um, especially, you know, when you, you start of naming them, Ben Hogan cut, Jack Nicholas cut, Tiger Woods cut, Colin Marcowa cut. I mean, Lee Trevino cut. I mean, I, you can go down the list. There's very few guys that, that played a draw and were ultra successful. And I Arnold, wouldn't even put got Bobby nervous Jones in there because that was so long ago with yeah. different, different equipment, but um, all the guys in the last 50, 60 years. Yeah. They all, they all played a cut. So I, as far with Louie though, it's just, I don't know and y'all, y'all speak to it, but it just feels like it's still so much. It's so free, which is what yeah. we love as fans about his, his swing. It's just this effortless free flowing thing, but that might not always be the best thing. Yeah. No, and it, it is, you know, 95% of his golf swing from a technical standpoint is pretty awesome. You know, the plane's awesome going back, coming down. The face angle coming back, coming down is awesome. But you're right. He does have a little bit of that that mm-hmm. throw with the right hand. It gets a little scoopy. Hit it, um, pull it just a little left on 17 and 18 at, uh, at the U.S. Open. Yeah. Talk him and open. Hard to watch. So it's it's tough. I know. I, th- I think there's probably easy easy to be critical, but I mean, we're just we're just yeah. And he, he I think from... he was he was seemed like you know judging by the crowd reaction, he was a fan favorite out there. Yeah. You know, no one's going to root for the young guys just yet, especially a guy who's been coming so close. You want to see a flip? Slow my slow my swing down for a little bit. <laughs> see that thing flip? Hey, you're hitting a crate now. You're hitting a crate now. It's getting, it's getting there. It's getting there, but it is super flippy right now. There was no flip in the day, though. What Jayberg could freaking no. hit it through a silo. God, I picked <laughs> up. I picked up my old um, 975 J or whatever it was with the X 400 shaft bore through. Bore through, and I'm like, how in the hell did I ever hit this thing? I mean, it's I, like I, a Medicus club. Like it, the Medicus literally, club. it's like a weighted club. It was like E something on the on the swing weight scale. It was ridiculous. And I actually used that same swing weight uh, in, when I even switched to graphite. I had them put so much hot melt in his head. I mean, it was like it was like a sledgehammer. But that's I guess that's what I was used to. And I, I started driving it much worse when I got out of that heavy head. I started going lighter and lighter and started hitting shorter and shorter and shorter. <laughs> it was funny. But I guess, McLean, you, you would know the science behind that. But there's something to – Finding if the club gets too light, um, yes, you can swing it faster, but you may have a little less mass behind behind the ball. There's got to be there's something to that having a little bit more mass behind it, and then finding the right weight to where you can still swing it fast. So, well, there's I don't a, know. there's a ton of science there, Jay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the more mass behind it, the higher MOI. Yeah. So ultimately the speed travels faster with less force. Yeah. Um, without, I, that's about as far as I can go with it and speak, yeah. <laughs> and speak anywhere decently intelligent about it. But long story short, there's, there is that cutoff line. If you're yeah. able to take a club and generate 105 mile an hour of club head speed with it, but because of the mass of the head, your, your max is, um, whatever we'll call it uh come on isaac newton let's figure this out we'll call yeah. it 161 ball speed there you're able to take a club head and a golf club period that's a little bit heavier let's say you can generate 103 mile an hour with it 
you can theoretically create higher ball speeds even though you're swinging it slightly slower yeah exactly. just because of the higher moi of it yeah no and that's you're right you said it a lot better than i did but that's i i I've, all of my club used to be super heavy and i felt like this my swing always looked kind of smooth and slow but i was still swinging it pretty fast but it was because i was having these super heavy sledgehammers and the ball would jump off the jump off the face but yeah that's crazy i'm looking at those old clubs i mean oh your bag your bag used to weigh so effing much back then. I remember, like, it was like his his carry bag what, what do you got in there jesus what is what was what wrong with it? he's like what do you mean i'm like why is it so heavy <laughs> you got like All 50 bunny. balls? No, I got like six balls in there. I'm not carrying this shit. It's too heavy. <laughs> so let's let's get to Tom's boy, Jordan Spieth. You know, I, I feel like the Open is a great event for Spieth just because of his kind of creativity. He doesn't have to be perfect. He can use the ground a little bit and scrape things up. But you look at his scorecard. So he obviously he comes in second, and you can breastfeed later in life. There, they'll let it's okay to still suckle your mom's teeth when you're you know twenty years old. <laughs> well, the food over there sucks, so you got to have something <laughs> that tastes good. So you look at Spieth, and it seemed like he was playing himself out of it. So you even go back to Saturday. He bogeys the eleventh hole Saturday, and then bogeys seventeen and eighteen with that awful what two foot two-and-a-half-foot putt that he missed on 18. And you're like, ooh, that's going to really hurt. You know, he avoided – he didn't get into the final uh, group or game, as they call it, over there. And then he comes out and hits it all over the place. Bogey's four, bogey's six, and I'm like, "Ah, damn it. There goes Spieth. And then Jordan does what Jordan does. Eagle seven, birdie nine, birdie ten. Birdie 13, birdie 14. You're like, holy shit, we got a ball game again. Yeah. Right. And it didn't get it done coming down. But is this, do you think he's back? Is this just another stepping stone? Obviously, he already won, but I think we're all waiting for him to win another major, not just a, you know, the Valero Texas Open. Look, I'm going to go first because, you know, I your boy. Shit. I'll be quick. <laughs> I'll say this. He drives me nuts. And we've all, that's, we know why. But I'm going to say this. He is, probably one of the best competitors that I've seen. Um, the kid, it, it's fascinating. So I, I, I will, I, I not retract what I say, you know, but I will say this, like I have the utmost respect. Like it is, it was fascinating. Like his game wasn't there. He just kind of dug down. Like he's sloppy. He's breastfed. He's 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 a SMU Dallas boy, right? Like he's you know hoity toity little horns. Not hook him horns. You know what? But 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 underneath that, he is a fierce competitor, and he and he wants to win, and um, all that shit is impressive. So I I I I agree. He didn't have it. He just has this will. He has a will, like 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 Tiger and some of these others. So He, he does have the same kind of. Totally like mental fortitude to be able to like just pull it together. He's not as skilled as Tiger. But he lets us in a little bit more. But but he does, he does let you in a little bit more, but he does have that. Like when the when the when the lights are on, he's gonna find a way to bring it. He can get more out of his game. He doesn't have the talent of Rom or DJ or Brooks, but 
what what's the saying? It has some what's it, greater than the sum of his parts, right? Yeah. And you you kind of he can scrap it around and get away with his B game. Yeah, better than most guys on tour, where he's not gonna. You look at, I mean, he's solid in some of his stats, but you look at his stats and he's not blowing you away with really any part of his game. Now, when he was winning all those majors, he was probably the greatest high-end player in the world and was hitting it and was then making every 24 he looked yeah. at, right? And he tipped in three times around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but right now, he's not, but he's still been playing well, competing. I don't think he really had it this weekend and comes in second. Mikey, yeah. what is he doing with his uh, with his golf swing? I mean, these rehearsals where he's taking the – he gets the club, like, really laid off at the top. I mean, I'd love to hear what uh, him and Cameron are working on because it, it – it definitely doesn't look very good, in my opinion, but it's working for him, and he's he looks like a, he like looks it. like a four handicapper. It, it it looks weird. I wouldn't maybe not that far, but it does look even his, even his shot even his good shots don't look they don't look like a tour player. They're kind of well. He's never had that though. He's never looked. I mean, his swing's always been a little goofy and a little unorthodox, and he's never had the the prettiest swing. After we just started talking about Louis Oosthuizen and and yeah. Colin yeah. Morikawa, right? Yeah, but he's always got it done. I, I think what he's trying to do with his swing is he's he's worried about dropping it too far, getting it stuck behind him, and then flipping the hell out of it, right? So he's kind of almost like what Tiger was doing years ago with Sean Foley. Was yeah. he practices that kind of laid off and then over the top move? Looks yeah. like he's swinging way left. I think he's just trying to get his hands in front of his body. Yeah, like Alex Noren does that, like a ridiculous. Yeah, move. it's crazy how much he does it. it. Looks it looks uncomfortable when he does his little practice swings. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, so like like, hurts, if but... you if you do that and hit the ball, are you gonna be okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some gonna break. You're gonna tear something. Yes. No, but I mean, I was like, I, I'm I'm a I'm gonna not say shit about Jordan for the next two weeks because of his performance. Like I was impressed. He showed like the kids got a big set. And you know what I'm talking about? Like, and we all we've known that for years about this guy, but like. I, don't know, I just thought it was very impressive. So, Jordan, yeah. hats off to you, brother. Well done. Good Speaking, job. I, this wasn't on our agenda, boys, but I just, while I'm thinking about it, the Will Zaltor's putt. Now, oh. I know he WD'd because of back spasms. He hit a shot in the rough that he, you know, he tweaked his back on. And I, I don't know if that injury happened before or after the putt. If you have not seen Will Zaltor's putt from Thursday, day one, you got to look it up. I was texting Jay about it, and he's like, no, I haven't seen it. I was like, Jay, you're playing in the State Open tomorrow morning. Do not look at it. <laughs> I haven't seen it either. It's the worst putt I've ever seen in the history of professional golf. Well, he hurt himself out of the rough, right? Correct. Well, that, let's be honest. He weighs, he weighs, Will Zalatoris weighs 67 pounds. So, <laughs> like, his arms are not prepared for any kind of uh, restraint. Again, you know, so. I'm gonna try to find this and send it to you. It was eat some cheeseburgers, hit the gym, <laughs> then you don't, have to, you don't have as big a problem with some of that rough. But that wasn't gonna help his his putting stroke on this one. Oh, well, he it, almost it's, it's, missed it off the toe. Oh, almost yeah, I just that I just watched it. That's so that's all three tough. of you just watched it for the first time. That's that's McLean, tough. you just watched it. That's tough. I can't Man. believe that's the first time you guys have seen this. Oh, yeah, it is. I, it I, is. I, he took it, so it, it was directly inside. He almost hit his fucking toe. <laughs> <laughs> imagine if he, I saw someone, I think I remember thinking it was Jeff Shackelford. He was like, imagine if he wasn't arm locking, what that would have been. 
Oh, man, Christ. I feel for the guy. That's that's tough. It yeah, was Taurus isn't the easiest thing to spell. Fucking Billy Mayfair flinched when he saw that. <laughs> I mean, it was the loop of all loops. He almost missed it off the toe. Yeah, yeah he did. Man, that's, that's I saw tough. a freeze frame of his address position and then impact, and it was like two inches different from the center of the club face. I'm get, I've got an ad for the uh, Olympics, which are not going to happen. So let's see. Oh, man, but he can, he's a hell of a ball striker, though. He's a hell of a ball striker. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Is that for real? Uh, it's he got, bad. He, he got to the next, he got to the next, but before it stopped rolling. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. All right. Yeah. So let's, let's get to some more bashing. I mean, I want to bash someone now. And this is just like a, this is one of our, we talked about doing different segments. It should be a weekly segment. It's, it's now pretty much a weekly segment. Let's bash Bryson DeChambeau. I'm sure everyone has seen this, heard this. He comes out, and I've never, I'm not sure if I've ever seen, and I'm trying to avoid hyperbole here, but I'm not sure I've ever seen a tour pro come right out and blame his equipment manufacturer and just flat out says, the driver sucks. Yes. Bad move. If I was Cobra, and they actually came out, the guy who caddied for him when Tim Tucker quit, was it Ben Showman, comes out and bashes Bryson for the comments, called him an eight-year-old child not getting what he wanted, (laughs) talking about he's never happy with the clubs that he has. And I'm sure he's putting these guys at Cobra through all kinds of shit to make him clubs and prototypes that fit him. And he has the audacity. Oh, by the way, they're paying him millions of dollars. He has the audacity to come out and blame the driver. Uh, Hey, Bryson, if you're hitting it so far, first of all, don't say that shit when they're paying you a bunch of money and working their tails off to make you clubs. Secondly, maybe hit three wood or an iron because you're so fucking long. Maybe try to hit a fairway with those. Oh, and by the way, if you look at the stats, he only hit a handful of drivers and he still missed a bunch of fairways. That's that's true. That's a good point. So uh, it's it's like, I don't know. It's like this guy, and I talked about it with a few people at the, the event this weekend. It's like, man, it this guy is making it really easy to hate him. He he's doing a good job. You're right. It's making it really hard for and no one else is doing it. It's not the media spinning this, it's his own words, it's his own actions that have caused all this drama around him. So we've never seen this in golf, right? We've been like, I mean, it was in every other sport. There's, there's been a, 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 you know, complete clown like this, right? It was, you know, in the NBA, remember it was either Dennis Rodman or Meta World Peace or, you know, whoever, right? And then every sport's had some, you know, complete asshole that you just kind of watched, you know, destroy their own career. But golf being so unique that it's an individual, we've never had anything remotely close to this, right? Um, and I think in today's age where, I don't know, I, I just, I, this could go a lot of different directions, but um, I think we're seeing the, the true Bryson. I think he's a complete dipshit and asshole and has been for a long time. And I think we're finally seeing it. I think we're, we're seeing his true colors are coming out. His true colors. Think about what his, the club manufacturers, his guys have had to deal with for the last, you know, 10 years or whatever. And behind closed doors, dealing with his craziness. And now, like, you know, it's coming out, and rightfully so. Like, golf, we don't need this shit in golf, right? 
deal with it in other sports with these clowns. Oh, I kind of like it though. Not like this though. We don't need like be, be, you can be an asshole for yourself, but don't bring it on anybody else. Like if you want to yeah. be a, a you know a loud mouth or whatever, but don't like don't bring it to your manufacturer or whatever. Right. I just can't. I've never seen anyone bash one of their endorsers who's paying them in really any sport. I mean, you look at any yeah. of these athletes in any sport whether they're a Nike athlete or Adidas or whoever it is and what sport or Under Armour, these guys, all they do is come out and they actually, most of the time are trying to shove the manufacturer down our face yeah, or the clothing company or the shoe company down our face and say how great their stuff is. This guy, well, anybody trying to opposite. shove a Cobra driver down your face is, is, <laughs> is, is lost and disillusional because does it any the four of us do you know anybody that has a cobra? I mean, I could have told you the cobra driver sucks. I didn't know that existed. Like, I don't know where you buy one. Like, where do you get a cobra driver? Like, Dick sporting goods, yeah, right? Buy right off the yeah. rack, get a nice sixty-five stiff, again, ten and a half. That'd like, it's great. Probably a really pretty head cover though, Tom. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, that was. I mean, and everyone chimes in. Obviously, Brooks Kepka follows up with the interview. Uh, just want to say, I love my driver hitting it well. Love my driver. <laughs> that was the most predictable thing of the uh, whole thing. I mean, it was so, and you could see, you could. That's see what I. Brooks. That's the thing I don't like about this is they're making Brooks look smart. Like, let's yeah. be honest, that's <laughs> that's hard to do because that's that he has the IQ of frozen yogurt. So. <laughs> yeah. so like, if we're making if, if 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 when when Bryson does something to make Brooks look sharp, we know we're fucked. Okay, let's be honest. <laughs> do you do you think Cobra sticks with him? I I definitely yeah, think too much gonna, invested into him. Yeah, it's gonna I mean, it's they're gonna making change it a little bit though. And they've dumped. I mean, think about it. They have him and Ricky, and Ricky's been their poster child forever. He's been you know, the guy for that brand. Now they have Bryson there and Bryson has become kind of their number one guy, even though Ricky is way more likable. So they've dumped a ton into this from an R and D standpoint and have dumped, I mean, they make molds for this guy left and right. And the molds are not cheap. Um, I mean, a driver mold, especially custom off for Bryson that you can't sell by the way. I mean, these guys are dumping hundreds of thousands of millions (sighs) of dollars probably millions of dollars into just building his golf clubs. McLean, what's, what's a mold cost? Like a new driver mold, like uh, all in uh, from, from it, R&D to when it's actually spit out to something you can hit. In, in a lot of instances, it could probably easy, easily eclipse a hundred thousand dollars. Wow. If Jeez. not, if not even more than that. And I don't know that to be a hundred percent correct. Um, but I, I was told something this week I thought it was probably somewhere in the sixty to seventy-five thousand dollar range, um, but what someone told me earlier this week was that it was, um, and I'm dialing it back a little bit, that it was well into the six figures. I'm going to say because um, we always know the fish always gets bigger, right? Um, so I would say that if we're realistically talking, and again, I don't have verifiable facts on this, but I would say it was somewhere between a hundred to hundred fifty thousand. And they're, and they're talking, they're making like 10 different ones at a time for them. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. They, the guy gets it, hits it a couple of times. This is no good. Uh, yeah. I mean, Anyways, that's, the, it's that's just, the problem with thick. I mean, sometimes you just gotta, you gotta get a driver and you, you know, you're finding the, the sweet spot a little bit. You just gotta hit it a couple of times and figure 
figure out the kind of how it releases a little bit, you know, and finding where the sweet spot is. It's a little different. It's not like you just get it one time and like, oh, that's it. Like, well, that. even like J- JT came out and made a comment. Like, you would think Mr. Physics, Mr. Physics would understand that at, you know, five degrees aloft and 200 mile an hour ball speed. Yeah, that's going to be hard to hit it straight. Like, yeah. if it was so easy, everyone would be doing it. And, no one's really followed suit yet. I mean, guys are trying to get longer, but they're not trying to go to the extremes of bulking up and doing all this kind of crazy stuff that, that Bryson has yet. Doesn't mean people won't. Maybe people have and just haven't had success. We're not hearing of them yet. But, you know, it's not happening in the college world. Hell, I, I just saw 60 college kids at this event. They're all skinny as rails. So it's not like it's invading the college programs. And people are changing to go with what Bryson's doing. But anyways, that's our weekly Bryson go fuck yourself comment uh, segment there. It's uh, it is becoming a, a weekly thing with this guy. It's it's just constantly something. So let's uh, let's move on here. We got um, one more topic before we get to our, our picks and our previews for the upcoming week. So as we've kind of teased and said, um, Mr. Jay Woodson and I and six fantastic bros are headed to Bandon dunes we fly out saturday trip of a lifetime um i've done way more work on this than i thought i was going to and i've had a shit ton of fun doing it <laughs> and so uh good buddy of ours uh ralph rear and i kind of spearheaded this and, and done a lot of the organizing um we're playing a shit ton of golf and jay and i will we're gonna break are going to break it down in a couple of weeks when we get back and do it. We'll do a, a review and tips on traveling there and what we liked, what we didn't like. I think that will be fun for people that are looking for a good golf trip and, and travel advice, if you will, which I think we need to start doing a little more of if we all have uh, experiences. So we are playing six days of golf. They have five golf courses there, five 18 hole championship golf courses, plus a 13 hole par three course. We're playing the championship hole championship golf courses nine times. Then we're playing Bannon Preserve, the par three course, two more times. We have 11 rounds of golf in six days on the calendar, all walking with probably 10 to 30 mile an hour wins every day. Oh, man, this is I'm starting to wonder if I'm ready for this. You know, do you guys have enough gold bond? Yeah, I, I will say and and. A couple of you have seen the document I prepared. I am over-prepared for this trip. I actually started packing today with some things. And the amount of Advil and a leave, and I got uh, I got this Gold thing bond. called, it's called Fresh Balls uh, <laughs> to help the chafe or anti-chafe. It, I just, the, the name of it really sold me. I was going for Gold Bond and I saw Fresh Balls. I was like, John, I got to have John this. Underwear. Tommy John will help. I've got plenty of, I'm going to have plenty of Tommy John underwear packed. Anyways, it's it's going to be a blast. It's going to be a lot of physical take a physical toll on us and it's going to be some tough conditions we'll get some some downtime of some wind and um i'm just already prepared for heavy wind and you just gotta enjoy it and embrace it and if it's 150 and you're hitting a four iron it's 150 and you're hitting a four iron it is what it is you know at some point par becomes irrelevant sometimes when the wind gets crazy but we got a nice individual event set up doing a little uh stable for quota we got a we're gonna do a draft the first night we get there to do a little four-man um, kind of Ryder Cup match play all week. I got scoreboards already <laughs> printed. 
You, you, did you roll them? You have rolled them up and put them in like a. I rolled them up, put them in a tube. They're actually so I shipped my golf clubs off yesterday. <laughs> They're in my travel golf bag. The scoreboards are already on their way to Bandon Dunes. They're going to beat us there. That's awesome. And so a question that is arising: We're doing a hole-in-one bonus pool, right? So if anyone makes a hole-in-one when we're there, the other seven guys are going to give that guy a hundred dollars. We're then going to make that guy feel it at the bar because he's got $700 of our money and we're getting every drop of that $700. I like it. Does the hole-in-one on the par three course count, right? Because we're playing. So I, I did the math. We're playing. If you count the par three course, it has 13 holes. And uh, if you go through the scorecards, we're playing. Each player is playing 64 par threes. That's a total of 512 attempts on par threes on the trip for us eight guys. Does a hole-in-one on a par three course count? I don't know if it does. Like like for your – so for your your group, that's – y'all can determine that. But like – In general. For the rest – For the golf public. Does not count. I don't think it does. So when I make three this weekend, next week, I can't come back and say I have any (laughs) hole-in-ones. I don't think it – it's weird. I don't know. I don't know if it does or not. I mean, I think it's got an asterisk beside it. You've got to have somebody say you made it. Yeah, made made a hole in one, but it was a par three course, and I was only hitting right. See, if you have to explain it, then it's no good. Yeah, right. Because you don't want to. Here's what's going to happen. I am going to make a hole in one. I've never had one before, which I said on this podcast before. I'm going to make a hole in one, and Jay's going to turn to me. Doesn't count. Doesn't see. I'm just trying to look. And then I'm going to throw Jay over the 75 foot cliff into the Pacific. Good luck, buddy. My weight's getting up right now. I don't know if you pick me up. <laughs> McLean, what's your thought? Hole one, par three course count? <clears throat> nope. It's not a pitch and putt. <laughs> We're not talking pitch and putt. We're not talking like 65 yards. I think, it's pretty, some... I think it's pretty consistent. We've all said no. It's very simple. It's not regulation. It just doesn't count. It's fun. You know, it's fun. And it, it's it's great for side bets, but it's not going on the wall. All right. I, I mean, I agree with you. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate because someone's got to can't have all four of us agree on one topic. We just did. I'm trying to play a little devil's advocate here. No, but that's we don't do that very often. Where's Jay? We we talked about when Aaron made the hole in one. I think we might have already talked about that. I think we're there. He is. Yeah. Oh, when she made she made her hole in one, she had an eight iron from like one thirty, and we took off sprinting down the on the uh, Morehead City Country Club. Yeah. That was amazing. That she, was at the time she had made more hole in ones than you. Yeah. So she she loved telling everybody that too forever. And that lasted for years. It lasted for like fifteen years. <laughs> I know. I still fifteen, don't have one. That's that's fifteen years of professional golf playing like thousands yeah. of rounds a year. <laughs> so Aaron hits a shot. Year, thousands it, of rounds total. It takes like two hops, goes in the hole, and Jay and I just start sprinting. We had carts. I don't like we we just start sprinting at the hole. <laughs> and Jay's much faster than I am. So I'm like, slow down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was that was awesome. I'll never forget that. Man, that was beautiful. All right. So let's get to our picks, our preview. Again, it's always a, a bummer after a major, but we get the 3M open this week. TPC Twin Cities. Couldn't tell you who the defending champion is. I know Matt Wolf has won there before. 
That's all I got. Anyways, uh, the hell is TPC's Twin Cities? Iowa? No, it's it's Minneapolis. <laughs> <laughs> Minneapolis, St. Paul would be in Minnesota would be the Twin Cities. South Dakota, North Dakota, yeah. Wyoming, Idaho. Is that in Louisa? Where is that? Everybody breathe in this. So, a, a shout out. I don't know who this person is, but we if you follow our social media, we had a 20-person DraftKings last week. BLW1230. Brad Weatherspoon, good buddy of mine out of Raleigh, North Carolina. All right. Congratulations, Brad. You are our, uh, our winner. There was 20 of us, the four of us, plus... Uh, 16 listeners that got into our open DraftKings contest took home some money. And uh, McLean's going to send you a hat because I know he's probably got a bunch of them sitting around. No, you actually gave them all away? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make McLean send you a hat as part of your uh as part of I'll your take victory. care of him i'll take care of him that's a good buddy of mine he uh he just got married this last year actually when i was in pinehurst not long ago i was at his bachelor party and we had a great time so awesome um, congrats congrats to be rad and uh i'll definitely get him squared away all right cool so now we got the 3m who wants to go first with their picks i have been just sucking total ass in right, picks go, recently. you go for it then i'll go for it first okay I tried to go a little bit of a different, you know, like when you're in a slump doing something and you just try to like change it up and like yeah. just do different things. So I, I went a little bit of a different, I had usually tried to get one of the top, you know, two higher end guys. And I go down the board and find some sleepers. I try to find a lot of middle of the road guys, kind of a very consistent yeah. roster this week, something a little bit different. So my top guy at $8,900 Mr. Ricky Fowler. Wow. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. What? I mean, that could be a could be a great pick. Ricky Fowler. You heard me right. He's been making a bunch of cuts recently. Had a good finish at Memorial. Had a good finish at the PGA. Played okay at Rocket Mortgage. Made the cut last week. We're going to go Ricky Fowler. And I'm not sure which one of you is looking at my phone. I'm not sure which one of you is just laughing like that. Sounding like Tom. Yep. All right, Tom. We'll I'm just kidding. Doing. No, look, I like I like that. I'm just I'm just kidding. You. And uh, then I'm going to go down to a New England native, has kind of had a resurgence this year. Been playing well, hitting the ball well. Uh, Keegan Bradley at eighty eight hundred dollars. Then we'll go down to another guy. Oh shoot! I just deleted him from my roster accidentally. <laughs> um, Maverick McNeely again. Has been playing well. A couple of he's been a four straight top 30 finishes. Did not play last week, which I kind of like. No jet lag, no crazy travel. Just banging Danielle Kang. So we're gonna go with Maverick McNeely there. She's pretty cool. And then we'll go down to Luke List. The guy just hits it a country mile. Played well last week, finished fifth at Barbasol. Um, at a fourth place finish at John Deere recently playing well. <laughs> then we're going to go. I think he's going to go for This guy's going to go for an eight for eight surge. Hank Lebiota. <laughs> how do you say it? Lebiota. Yeah. There you go. He's going for his eight for eight surge. 
And I'm not reading any of this off of the uh, power rankings, but my good friend McLean, a couple of weeks ago, he was going for a six for six surge. Then he went for seven for seven. So now we're going eight for eight. He's had last three events, three top tens, John Deere, Rocket Mortgage Travelers, playing well at shitty tournaments. So we're going to go with, <laughs> we're going to go with him. Not going not, not gonna to work here anymore. And then we're going to go last guy, 7,900, Doug Gim. Again, didn't travel. Top 20 at John Deere. Been playing okay this year. And I have no idea if I like my team or not because I'm going to stop saying if I do or not because I'm wrong every week. So <laughs> those Very are my guys. Point. And Ricky Fowler is going to win. And I'm going to laugh right in your face, Tom. That'd be look if he wins, I'll I'll cheer with you. I like I like Ricky Fowler. All right, who's up next? Let's go, McLean. Were you? I think you were our top guy, top host. Yeah. All right. At the open. All right, top dollar guy, Tony, the second place finish female. Oh, we didn't, we didn't mention him in a while. Got he's him been playing like shit. Ten thousand seven hundred. Yeah, but he's got a great history at TPC Twin Cities. Uh, hang on, I can click over Where is the power that? rankings <laughs> and give you my recap here. Oh, he's number four in the power one rankings. Second, one second. Let's go through this. This sounds uh, like a tournament that he, he golfers don't go to any hosts in the open rota hoping to find form, but that's uh, what happened. After a mini slump, he finished T fifteenth and T third in greens and regulation. T twenty three, T third in his two tries at TPC Twin Cities. Uh, really looking for Tony to you know keep keep going with that. Uh, moving on from there, let's have some fun with this. Uh, Emiliano Grio. Oh, Emmy. this this close to putting it all together. No, I'm kidding. Um, so legitimately, the guy's been playing well. Twelfth last week at the Open Championship. Um, he's got another good history at uh, at TPC Twin Rivers, so looking for him to hopefully Twin Cities. Well, Twin Cities, Twin Rivers. Who gives a shit? It's Minnesota. Um, Green jacket, gold jacket. Who, who gives, a, gives shit? a shit? Uh, Ryan Moore, seventy eight hundred. Uh, guy played good. Decided not to go overseas to uh, the Open Championship and ended up finishing. Um, actually, I take that back. He didn't play last week. He finished second in his last start at the John Deere. Um, looking for him to bring it back. <laughs> uh, I can't see you guys. I had it up on the power rankings. I don't know if I want to watch you guys while I'm doing this. I'm just scrolling. I'm just I'm trying to like, okay, let's see who he's going to read next. The guy decided not to go and finish I think third. That's I'm going to guess. You got Dylan go. Fratelli no, next. Nope, nope, but he's okay. on the list. Mito <laughs> Pereira. Mito Pereira, since his promotion to the PGA Tour, <laughs> the guy has just been on fire. Um, I say on fire. He finished 98th at Rocket Mortgage, 34th John Deere, fifth at the Barbasol. I'm now getting my stats off the DraftKings app. And hey, don't uh, don't knock a 98th place finish. I think that's what I was this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Um, moving on from him, uh, a guy who I really like. I don't think he's going to care. He's just going to go out there and what he shoots is what he shoots. I think he can make the cut and potentially win anywhere if he's got the putter rolling. Uh, but Pat Perez. Uh, got him in there at 7,100. And then I went for from the Champions Tour contingent. Guy who's been sneakily playing well on the PGA Tour and bypassed the U.S. Senior Open to do so, Mr. Steve Stricker, uh, coming in at 7,500. So, yeah, uh, he played well. At, he played well at John Deere's that he week. He's, he skipped he the uh, Senior well. Open. Uh, he finished 41st. He did shoot 70, 66, was in the mix, 68 in round three, fizzled out a little bit with a 71 in round four. But, you know, the guy was playing well and has proven his game still still cuts the mustard. 
So if he's on a course where distance isn't a primo, uh, he can get out there and get it. Done. Cuts the mustard. That's got to be a southern. It's got to be a southern thing. That wasn't on the power rankings. Yeah, You've never heard mean? cuts the mustard. Yeah, it really cuts. What, what the fuck does that mean? All right. Well, you know, he's the cat's pajamas. Yeah, that, that's better. Better. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. Get him Jay, refit in. I'll go. I'll go. I've changed this lineup, I think, 15 times now. So I'll just make it short and sweet. Uh, I'm going to start from the bottom to the top. I'm going with Cam Percy at 6,800. Uh, then playing pretty solid you know i mean nothing spectacular but he's making cuts and and in this format we just have somebody play four rounds it certainly helps um i do have mr steve stricker in there as well at 7500 um for the same reasons that uh mclean uh mentioned him he, he likes this this tournament it's played well as one here i think he won here in 2017 maybe or something like that Jay, don't worry. I'm listening. McLean and Tom have left have left their seats. Don't <laughs> care about your picks, but I do not care about my picks. I'm hanging on every word, pal. Um, and then I will go with uh, Mr. Hank Lebiota as well. Been playing super great. I mean, you know, three top tens in a row, um, and then 31st and the 17th prior to that. So playing some solid golf. So he keeps it going. Then I'm going with Mr. Lucas Herbert. Uh, he's at 8,500. He obviously played, uh, did not play well at the open championship, but prior to was playing, playing really well. That was my sleeper too. He was my sleeper for the open. Disappointing. Yeah. I'm hoping he, he bounces back a little bit. Um, and I've got Mr. Doug Gim, 7,900. Um, same reasons. Just, I kind of went the same route you did, Mikey. Just kind of looking for some guys that were playing solid and, um, just on the verge of like having a couple of, you know, top 10 finishes. Um, and then I rounded off with the the top dog in the field, Mr. Dustin Johnson. Wow. I feel like he feasts on tournaments like this. Like, like I, I should win this, so I will. And he he had a good weekend at the open, played yeah. well. We backdoor his way into a uh into a top 10 T8 finish. So, you know, kind of a sneaky finish there. Kind of sort of. He was late T10 on Saturday, but yeah. All right, I like it. Mr. Strange, you're back. Oh, Jay's, yeah. Jay's picks um, were great, in case you were wondering. Yeah, they were good. So, um, <laughs> very good. I got Dustin Johnson, Louis Oost, Taysom Keith Mitchell, Chesson Hadley, Cameron Champ, and Joseph Bramlett. Because he played, Joey played good last week. So, he did play uh, well last week. Yeah. So, um, Cameron Champ, I have no reason to pick him because he's played like shit all year, but I just I picked him because the dollars work. Uh, Chesson Hadley, has played well, uh, Raleigh boy. Um, I don't know what to think about Chesson. I think he, you know, he's got a lot of game. Um, you know, hopefully, hopefully time will, uh, will tell and see if he can get it done. Obviously, Dustin Johnson, we know. Louis Oostazen, we know. Keith Mitchell, I don't know why I keep picking Keith. Um, <laughs> Keith has got this edge that I, I, I like, I, I love. I mean, I just, maybe he's just not that good, but. Um, but anyway, so yeah, but I, I think I'm picking Joseph Bramlett. Like I think he played played well this past week. Um, got a ton of game. We're all fans because of uh, you know him and John Scott. But um, yeah, so that's that's my guys. So Cameron Champ. I don't know why I picked him, but anyway, I did. So there you go. <laughs> all right, cool. Sounds good. J 
Gents, anything else you got? No, have a no. Uh, have a fun time watching the 3M Open this week. Yeah, really enjoy that. <laughs> Anyways, um, like I said, we're gonna we'll get this out tomorrow. We're going to record an interview right now that will go out next week to take the place of our normal show while Jay and I are battling the conditions at the beautiful Bandon Dunes Golf Resort in Bandon, Oregon. And then we'll be back uh, in two weeks with our regularly scheduled programming. So enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And we hope everyone uh, goes play, go play some golf, right? Let's go play some golf, everyone. Like that. Go play golf. Tom, just don't pass out next time. <laughs> All right, guys. Take care. Later. <laughs>